Join From Beer to the Bible every week as Irvin Lee and co-host Sarah Oliveira McDonald warn others of the consequences of drug and alcohol addiction by being the voice of faith-based recovery. Every week, Irvin and Sarah help people get access to the treatment and counseling they so desperately need. They explore the depths of addiction and give practical life examples of how to recover and develop a new rhythm of living. The show is gritty, authentic, and simply raw while being rooted in the love, faith, and hope of God. Welcome to From Beer to the Bible. Welcome back. This is your host, Irvin Lee of From Beer to the Bible. I have my great gateway brother friend uh, with me, Mike Fitzgerald. Say hi, Mike. Hey, good to be back. Yeah, so we are going to pick up where we left off last week. Mike has such a great testimony that we are going to continue. So, Mike, we talked about where you were and the lies you believe and your addiction and the work of the enemy. You met Christ, and we were talking about what your life is like after you met Christ. So let's jump right into it. Yeah, great. So as we left off, I had just got into this recovery home. Mm -hmm. So it was a recovery home for halfway house uh, for men. And there was probably 12 to 15 other men in the house doing the same thing that I was doing. So that was a great environment for me to go into where, you know, I'm trying to stay sober and trying to stay away from drugs. My my whole, um, you know, people that I hung around with, I couldn't do that. So it was good environment for me to be in where I'm around other people that are doing the same thing. Yeah. Um, So we moved there. One of the requirements there was you had to go to an AA meeting, a 12-step recovery meeting uh, once a day, which, you know, there's the saying in 12-step recovery in the beginning, you go to 90 meetings in 90 days. And I think I went to 90 (laughs) meetings for seven years in a row to tell you the truth. But so I jumped into that. That was awesome. And then this brother, Christian brother that ran the house and became a really good friend of mine, um, as the years progressed, but he uh, he got me reading the Bible. So mm-hmm. he said, you know, read the Bible every day. It doesn't matter if you just read one verse, just start in and start doing. And mm-hmm. I've never read the Bible. Mm-hmm. I've never been exposed to it. And he said, also, you know, every night before you go to bed, get down on your knees and say, thank you, God, if you didn't pick up a drink or a drug. Yeah. And then the next morning when you wake up, get down on your knees and, and ask him to take away the obsession and compulsion to drink or use for that 24-hour period. So that kind of started the whole routine of yeah. reading the Bible, getting into the Bible, and starting praying every day and, and developing a relationship with Christ mm-hmm. um, in a real way, uh, for me anyway. So that kind of you know went on, and I, I was going to 12-step recovery. I heard early on in 12-step recovery, you know, get a commitment. So yeah. I immediately started serving, and that's a huge thing for me even today. Mm-hmm. Um, and... So I just did the things that everybody told me to do because my best thinking got me in the back seat of a van and car, right? Yeah. And I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to live life on life's terms. So yeah. you told me what to do. And if you had done it and you were successful, I'd do whatever you, what you told you me. Yeah. You know, I was willing and, and um, humble enough to, to just do what other people told me. So 
that kind of happened. And I ended up living at that um, halfway house for two years. It okay. was a great experience for me. And I even ended up later on uh, being on the board of directors of it for a while, for about five years. Um, but, you know, I did that. I started working, mm-hmm. um, you know, and at the time that I was drinking and drugging and everything, I became unemployable because it interfered with my drinking and drugging. Uh, you already and know. So, yeah. Early on from that recovery home, I just started sending applications for employment out. And I just randomly sent one to an advertising agency. I have no advertising background. <laughs> I don't have a college. I, did, at the time yeah. I didn't have a college degree or any college experience. Yeah. And I got a job there. They offered me a job. And that began a 33-year career, career in advertising. So I was never, from that point on, which is like six months into recovery, yeah. I was never unemployed a day from that period for 33 years until I retired. Um, so that. God created a career for me, which allowed me you know, to live comfortably, to put yeah. two kids through college. You know, it was just that, amazing. That, that you know? part is amazing to me because so many times in life we are caught up on our education, we get caught up on our titles, and we forget that God is able yeah. and that God is the one who qualifies you. Yep. Look, he, he sent you, listen, my background is marketing and advertising, big corporate yep. companies, and all our advertising people had degrees. So yeah. when you first told yep. me that, I'm going, that had yep. to be a God thing. Totally. But God can do, viewers, listen, God can do anything he wants and needs and yeah. desires to do through his yeah. power. He's able. So I love that part mm-hmm. of your story. And then begin to walk us through the restoration of not only yourself, but also your family. Yeah. So uh, once I got sober, so probably two years in through the program, you know, I started doing the, you know, the amends and that kind of yeah. thing. I had legal stuff I had to go through. One just real quick story is, you know, my sponsor said, hey, Mike, you got warrants for your arrest still yeah. for various things. You know, you got to turn yourself in. Mm-hmm. You know, he said, get yourself a lawyer. And I said, well, I don't have any money. And he said, just look up and talk to somebody, you know. So I went through that process. I just did what was in front of me. I called a couple of attorneys and uh, most of them said, nah, no thanks. And one guy said, yeah, just come on in and let's talk, right? So I went in and talked to this guy and I just spilled, you know, my guts to him and just said, yeah. hey, you know, I, I'm an alcoholic and drug addict. I, I'm just starting to get into recovery. I have no money, but I have these legal issues. You know, if I, if I paid you over time, would that work or could you help me? And, you know, and he, he left the room. And sorry, I get a little emotional. Yeah, um, yeah. But he left the room, then he, he came back in mm-hmm. and he said, he said, Mike, I'm an alcoholic myself. You know, my responsibility is to put my hand to, out to the al- alcoholic still suffering. Yeah. So he said, I'll take your case, right? And so he helped clear everything up. So sorry. Yeah. Um, I get like, I have so much gratitude for what God's yeah. done in my life. Sometimes, you know, it just, it come, it gets overwhelming, yeah. Uh-huh. You know, but especially when I see his hand, you know, in the situation, which is numerous. But so he, you know, I turned myself in, and um, you know, I did work programs and all that kind of stuff, and you know, got through it, got everything cleaned up, tax stuff that I owed. So went through all that, went to my family and talked to my family about what 
you know, my drinking and drugging, the impact it had on them and, you know, made amends and kind of just changed our whole family Mm -hmm. uh, dynamic. You know, Mm -hmm. we had such a better relationship just as a result of talking about it. Mm -hmm. Um, Unfortunately, two years into recovery, my oldest brother died in a motorcycle accident. So that that was difficult to go through, although I got to be there, you know, at the hospital, you know, holding his, sober. Hand, holding his hand, sober, right, you know, while uh, he left, you know. Mm-hmm. And at that point, that's the closest I've ever been to to God, I think. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so I got through that. And, you know, then, you know, I, I was still working, supporting myself. Yeah. And then um, God put a woman in my path, uh, my current wife, Nancy, or my wife, Nancy. Hi, Nancy. We love you. <laughs> she and I met for coffee. Yeah. And um, I'm not sure about her, but I knew just right away that yeah. there was something there. And, you know, and we went out uh, for about a year or so, and then we decided to get married. And, yeah. Uh, so God blessed me with her. She's a beautiful woman, and um, and we had two kids, which is just such a blessing yeah. for me. And where I was to even think I could have a family, you know. And and my, I have a son now who's twenty five. My daughter's twenty four, and they're just amazing kids. They're so well. different from me. Yeah. And my son is uh, last year of seminary. Oh, nice. My daughter is in law school. You know, they're just they're doing know, they're doing great things. Yeah. But Mike, you you are a great man who has endured a lot and God has used you and your testimony to touch others. And when I met your wife, she told me about you. She said, you need to, you got to meet my husband. You got to meet. So thank you, Nancy. And when you and I had that first conversation, I'm like, Lord, we got to get him on the show because I wanted Mike on the show to show people who are really really deep deep down in their addiction that god is able and god is able to take your story and turn it around and make a magnificent and amazing testimony so then you can go forward and help others yeah so god has blessed me so much at at a church we went to for a long time right before we came to gateway you know i didn't know what God saved me for, I wanted to find out. Yeah. So I just said yes to everything he put in front of me. And I started Good. going on international mission trips. So, yeah. um, so I've been to Africa four times. I've been to Mexico and I've been to mm-hmm. Dominican Republic and I've been to El Salvador mm-hmm. on mission trips. And, and I've been able to tell my testimony yeah. to others and encourage them and pray with them and um, in Uganda and in a federal prison, believe it or not, in the Dominican Republic, uh, which was amazing. I had a translator, of course, but I got to go into a prison and tell my testimony there. Um, So God has been able to use my story, the story he gave me, you know, to hopefully inspire someone else, you know, to to think that, wow, that could be me. Maybe God could help me. Um, So that's that's part of the mission stuff and then i've also been actively involved in uh working with other alcoholics and addicts so yeah. i've been a stephen minister for about 10 or 12 years and 
you know, walking alongside people who are going mm-hmm. through a crisis, whether that is, uh, you know, a health issue or death in the family or, mm-hmm. or it could be anything. They seem to always gravitate the ones who had addiction issues and they push them to me. So which well, is great. Yeah. You know, I can I know. Uh, what they've been through you, and you, I know you, what they're going you, through. You know what that journey is like, yeah. but also a lot of times guys come out of addiction, then they're single and they start dating and they don't know, do I tell the person I'm dating? Do I tell my wife all that I've been through and that I'm in recovery? Yeah. So give them some advice and counsel on how to handle that and also the importance of coming to grips with you should probably share your testimony because you can help somebody yeah well i think early on um you know going in i got a job and was in a corporate environment you know and early on i was nervous about that you know i didn't know if i would be able to progress if they really knew who i was yeah i'm I'm fooling everybody for a while yeah and so i kind of compartmentalized things i compartmentalized my private life and my my former life, my alcohol life and, you know, mm-hmm. um, my church life and that kind of thing yeah. for a while. And then I just thought one day, it's like, this is ridiculous. You know, that's not who I am. Yeah, it's if a lot have, of work to keep all those right, different they, lives together. You know, they should know who I really am. If they don't like me or they fire me, well, you know, then God, God will take put care. something else in front yeah. of me. So I started doing that and, you know, I've been able to, uh, that's God's allowed me to share my testimony at the company that mm-hmm. I was working with and they told the full story and then it became uh, an internal communication and then a um, external communication yeah. in volunteer week which is in April so I used yeah. to do a ton of volunteer hours but so they they've used me in that way and people would write me emails and letters just saying how inspiring you know and, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing so i don't know hopefully somebody uh, benefited from that um and then let's see um you know from there now i'm at gateway yeah um i'm in the care ministry there yeah, thank you um, thank yeah. you for doing and, it because that's important work and we love the church that we go to and we're not ashamed or embarrassed about it um, because one of the things that i love about gateway and i'm sure you feel this way is when i walk through the doors of gateway in recovery they really put their arms around yeah. me and they loved me until i could get to a point where i could love myself yeah and to your point, I would encourage anybody who is compartmentalizing their lives to just open it up, you yeah. know, and I think God, that is one way that I've found that God can use me. If I keep things secret and kept away from other people, don't allow other people to know who I actually am, then, yeah. then God can't use me in the same way. And, and it's just been amazing the things he's allowed me to participate in. And you know this and I know this if you keep it to yourself and try to keep it in the dark the enemy will beat you up he will beat you up with those secrets keep bringing it up keep trying to convict you and more no not even convict you to try and condemn you so get it out into the light and you will your testimony is not for you it's for someone else to lead them, guide them, and help them found, find the healing that you found in yeah. Christ Jesus. Yeah. Um, talk about um, a lot of people who suffer from addiction, 
they lose hope of ever finding a mate. And you and I both, I, I, I was in my active addiction and married, but my wife stayed. So, yeah. And I know that's a God thing. Thank you, baby. Um, so talk about and give hope to those who are single, who are in recovery, that there is hope to, to be married and stay married. Yeah, there is, there is hope. God has the ability to mend all relationships and transform people. Yeah. That's for sure. And, you know, I um, once I got into recovery through the relationships I had in the past and got into recovery and got into, you know, a relationship with God and, and a believer, um, you know, I'd kind of at that point, I, I was in my probably mid 30s or so yeah. by that point because I got sober at 31 mm -hmm. and, um, you know, and I had pretty much given up hope. I always wanted to have kids and a family and that yeah. kind of thing. And I pretty much just kind of given up hope. I was looking and I was, you know, stressed about it and trying to find the right person. It just wasn't working. So I just gave up. Yeah. And then within a year, um, God put, you know, <laughs> the person I was supposed to find, you know, in yeah. my path. And uh. I don't know, for me, when I get in the way, things go awry. If I get out of my own way, God puts, you know, things just right it's in amazing. front of me. And all I got to do is put one foot in front of the other and go through whatever God puts in front of me. Yeah. You know, and that's yeah. just the way it happened for me. And just so blessed to have the family and the relationship I have. Let, let's talk a little bit. We're going to shift gears as we close out the show. Talk a little bit about our 12-step groups now that we are expanding within Gateway in the ministry uh, and volunteer awesome. support. Yeah. You know, probably about a year and a half or so ago, maybe two years ago, I, I wasn't actively working with anybody. And I, over the years, I've always worked with other addicts and alcoholics. And I've been praying to God, God, you know, put something in my path where you can use me and, you know, if it's, you know, my testimony that you gave me, you know, so be it, but just put something in my path where I can, can help other people. And <laughs> within about two months or so, you know, I started at the care ministry at yeah. Gateway. Um, we switched from South Lake to North Richmond Hills. And so I joined the volunteer teams there and the care ministry there. Yeah. And they said, oh, you can, you know, counsel people who are going through addiction and alcohol. Yeah. I said, sure. So they just started putting, pe I've been people. through five guys now. Yeah. And which has been such a blessing to me. I mean, uh, most of them are sober. Yeah. you know, and, uh, but it's been so enriching for me. Yeah. So I've been doing that. And then, um, also, well, and then you showed up and yeah. it's kind of in that same vein. Yeah. And so I get an opportunity to share my testimony here. And, and then recently gateway NRH asked me if I would run, um, a 12 step recovery program mm -hmm. at the church. Um, so I've been talking with the outreach pastors and the guys, um, guys there. And of course I said, sure, I'd love to do that. Yeah. And so April 3rd, Monday nights, every Monday night at 7 PM at Gateway NRH, where I'm going to be hosting a, yeah. uh, a, a meeting there. So God just put all these opportunities in front of me. So, uh, it, you know, Mike, it, it's your season and God is giving you fruitful returns for all the seeds that you've planted over the years. And as I think about you, and this goes for 
anyone who is in their active addiction suffering right now, there's a scripture that is an anchor to my life and I give it to all those who are just suffering. And it's Psalm 46.10 and it says, be still and know that I'm God. Be still and know that I'm God. Sometimes we need to be still and recognize that he's God, he's all powerful. And when we rest, not in an activity, but when we rest in him, he opens doors and does this amazing work in and through us, but also in and for us, Amen. right? And as we close out today, I want you to give some encouraging words to those who are out there who are suffering from addiction. And then also talk to the parents who have children who are suffering for addiction, from yeah, addiction. That, yeah, that's tough. So people who are out there suffering from addiction, you know, I felt your shame, your guilt, your desperation, your fear, you know, I know what that's like. And, mm. and that is just so stressful and so much anxiety around that to the point where I, I just didn't want to go on anymore, yeah. you know, but the fact of the matter is you have a choice. You don't have to do that. You yeah. can choose to ask God for help. You can get involved in 12 step recovery. There are ways, you know, to get out of your situation. There's people that are so willing to help you, yeah. you know, and I, I remember me, I didn't need any help from anybody. Just yeah. leave me alone. That was my mentality, yeah. you know, but, there are so many people that are out there just willing to help. And um, so you don't, you can choose to be in your addiction or you can yeah. choose to step outside of that. Yeah. Um, and for, well, families, oh, no, I just made a mess of my family through my addiction. And, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't yet know what it's like on the other side yeah. of that. Um, although I know I wreaked havoc and the pain and suffering my parents, you know, we've talked about it yeah. and, um, and it does affect everybody. I remember saying, you know, I'm doing it to myself. I'm not doing it to you. I'm not doing it to anybody else. Just leave me alone. Yeah. But it does in impact the entire family and the whole family dynamic. And, you know, I would just encourage anybody who's going through that, to, uh, you know, to talk to somebody, go to an Al-Anon meeting if you're mm -hmm. around somebody. For me, 12-step recovery works for yeah. me. And that's really what got me sober with, and I believe God led me there. Yeah. And I believe it's inspired by God, the program. Yeah, um, I agree. So I would just encourage, don't just sit in it and think you can't get out of it. There are choices that you can make to change things. Well, Mike, on behalf of From Beer to the Bible and Sarah and I, hi, Sarah, we missed you today. We want to say thank you for, you for sharing such a good and robust, amazing testimony. Uh, to our viewers, please like, subscribe, and share. And then if you love the work that we're doing, we would ask that you prayerfully support us at FromBeerToTheBible.com. That's from beertothebible.com to encourage our parents and those who have loved ones who are suffering from addiction. Don't stop praying. Don't stop trusting God and never give up because recovery is on the way. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to this week's From Beer to the Bible. Make sure to tune in next week when Irvin and Sarah 
gift you with even more addiction recovery information. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And remember, we're always there for you.